Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and joining me as ever is Mr. Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, and... Good evening, listeners. Or good morning. I'm, I'm only speaking to people who are watching in the evening. And I'm listening only speaking to, to people who are listening to this over breakfast. Oh, well. Well. That says a lot about us. It does. I've been... I haven't um, been, so I've seen a film. Okay, okay, you've seen a film. Yeah, because that's what this podcast is about. Watching. We're going to basically be uh, talking about films. Uh, Marek and I do very little preparation to keep it as, as fresh and real as it always is. I mean, this has been probably one that, over the history of our 200 podcasts, that was probably one of the worst starts to a podcast. I don't know. I mean, there have been some terrible stumbling starts in this podcast over the years. That's probably the worst fight. So if you listen to this the first time, you think, I mean, they've clearly not even bothered to edit that start. They just they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I already hate them. And we they've already I don't even know if they like films. They've segregated us into people, morning people and, uh, evening, and evening people. people. What about us people listening in the middle of the day? We, Bang on midday. We feel like arseholes. We feel like arseholes. And the We Feel Like Arseholes t shirts will be available on our red bubble page very soon. Yeah. Um, You've I, seen a film. Yeah, a lot of people recommended this film, saying, uh, and it got a lot of buzz around it when it came out. It's a uh, sort of teenage horror film. It's called It Follows, which came out... Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Because we've had... I think It Follows is probably the film that the most people have written to us telling us uh, to watch it. Of, of the entirety of Film Fandango, I'm pretty sure. A lot of people were pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. The, the thing is, whenever you... You, you never really get to understand the nuances of any horror film from the trailers you see. No. Because all tra- horror film trailers are pretty much formulaic. <laughs> in yeah. It's like, scare, something's scare. going to happen. It's happening, it's happening, happening, happening title. Yeah, the pace is exactly the same. Yeah. They're all... Uh, it's very rare you watch a horror, a horror film that's uh, trailers, anything but that. There was one different. good one I remember, and I never saw the film, so it can't have worked. But um, was it called The Conjuring or something with... Um, a mother playing a game where they have to clap to say where they are, like a game of Marco Polo. Yes. She's blindfolded, yes. and there's there's something else in the house clapping. That the, was good. That one. I they're remember. the ghost hunter people. Yeah, yeah. I think if the, if it's a if it's a small story, 
within the trailer. Yes. I thought the best trailer I've seen, which the film didn't match, as I banged on it before, the American Sniper trailer yeah. was, I think, one of the best trailers of the last two or three years. Because it's which, about a man and his plastic baby, isn't it? That's... No, the, the, the actual film was about a man and a plastic baby, but the trailers, but him trying to decide where he was going to shoot. A child. Or yeah, what? yeah, it's one scene. So it's a brilliant scene. Just do that. Just... Uh, all we talked about before, a separate scene. Yeah. Which shows the... Um... Anyway, so It Follows is uh, direct, written and directed by David Robert Mitchell. If your name's David Mitchell, you're either a really good writer... Yeah, a really good uh, comedian, or uh, stroke a good, panel show. Or a good di- director. So if, you, if your surname's Mitchell, you call your kid David. So it's, hey, it's not just Mitchells, you know, it's pretty much all David's. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so David, not the Mitchell thing. That's right, yeah, it's all David's, the talented and wonderful people who are going to be successful one day. One day. Oh, so, well, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, um, so this, what is, it, what is it about? It is uh, that classic sort of, t- you know, all horror films seem to, American horror films, t- a teenage, uh, ever since Halloween. Teenage girl? And f- teenage girl, and what it is, she, there might be a few spoilers here, well, I don't think they're already, that she, the monster in this film is something, it's almost like a sexually transmitted disease. Okay. That if you have sex with someone, yeah, then the monster you then become the target, the new target of that. I mean, monster. that that is sort of classic horror, isn't it? Of the uh, the horror being an allegory for promiscuous sex. I mean, it's what it's what vampires always were. Well, that's what um, Dracula. Yeah, it was. I read a brilliant essay called "Kiss Me with Those Red Lips." When I, I studied English, yeah, sorry, I don't know, <laughs> asshole. I had English lit university, and one of the best bits we read about Bram Stoker was Dracula. And one, someone wrote that vampirism was, they, they thought, because cause Oscar Wilde had an affair with Bram Stoker's wife, or something happened. Wow. And Bram Stoker was really uh, homophobic, because he knew about Oscar Wilde as yeah. being sort of, you know, bisexual and a bit, uh, and you know, gay. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the whole vampirism was basically homophobia, and it was homosexuality. So, so Dracula was Oscar Wilde? Well, it was just a sort of an allegory for um, for Oscar Wilde. Bumming, okay, for bumming. I mean, that might not be what the essay said, <laughs> but strictly. that is. I mean, through the Chinese whispers of my mind, yes, it was an essay which has been all you know. This but is that, that riddled with then... alcohol and yeah, from <laughs> about this is eighteen years ago. Sure, but I mean, put that through the filter of time and American culture. And it becomes sexy teenage virgin is now the person who is always chased by axe wielding men, isn't it? I mean, yes. Yeah. It, it, it does play. It's very aware of the history of horror. This film, and no bad thing. It is. It's just you know when you watch the first ten minutes of a film. Yeah. I mean, this is good. Okay. It's just good. It's, they've got the tone right. The actors, the main actor is called Michael Monroe. She's brilliant, and uh, she's got her friends. It's got all the sort of tropes of it, but it, of horror, but it feels really fresh in the way it's filmed. Okay. And the key thing for me was the soundtrack. It's semi John Carpenter, sort of eighties. So you ah. feel you're watching his eighties film because the sort music synthesizes. Yeah, stuff. sort of synthesising just odd, sort of quite simple, plinky plonky things. Okay. And just the way it was, uh, um, and the idea is so simple: is that this you get you have sex with someone, you become the target of the monster. And the monster is, uh, it's not really spot, it's just someone slowly walking towards you. It takes the form of someone you know, or can take another form, and it's always sort of generally wearing That's white. Brilliant. And it just walks towards you, 
and when it gets to you, you're dead. Yeah. So you've got to start. So if once you've got the um, it follows virus, you have to. Does the person does the person who had sex with you no longer have it? Uh, it, it, if, if, if if they, they pass it on, they pass it on. But if if they if um, this sort of explain the st- I think it's explained the trade. But if they if you if they die, it goes back to you again. Ah. So you've got to bang as me- many people. <laughs> God, but then that's sort of uh, that's death banging, isn't it? You you become the death banger. So you're a monster in and of yourself. That's clever. It, I like the whole it. thing is it's such a simple premise, but the idea itself. Of the the whole it being associated with like an STD yes. sort of thing, as well as the the monster being, it just walks, but it's yeah. constantly walking towards you. I think slower things are uh, more frightening than fast things. Yeah, it's con- and it, it just goes through, and, and and it's explained really really well. Uh, the idea is really neat and clear. The actors are really good. That all the shots are really nice. It's sort of set around. They're in a place just. Uh, near Detroit, like it might, might be Ann Arbor, something like that, a richer sort of place, uh, um, and it's sort of set around there. You get they're all, it's quite normal. They 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 play. They're not overly big characters. They're really believable characters. So you suddenly they're quite a nice. They're likable as well. For teenagers. They've got this unique. They establish their characters really well. It's a really well done horror film where you've got the right good direction, good script, great casting, great music. Um, and it's not necessarily doing anything really groundbreaking, but it's doing everything that in horror really well, and it feels. And I do think that making it feel like it's an eighties film, and making that no sort of big, sort of huge, really big music, just yeah, having yeah. that weird eighties soundtrack, and the look of D- Detroit, and sort of the 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 way you feel like you're in this town, the same feel of this sort of weird suburbs that you do get in Halloween a little bit, yeah. you know. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I give it eight Marics. And I think uh, for a great original feel, original take on old ideas, a really refreshing horror film, um, and it deserves the products it gets. I mean, it's not hugely groundbreaking, but I thought everything about but it was not, good. You don't have to be. I mean, um, sticking to a genre and doing it brilliantly, but still adding something new to it, but sticking well within what a genre is... Is some of the best films are done that yeah. way. You'd, not everything needs to be redefining stuff. Um, it's much more quirky than the trailer, right? Because the trailer, I, I was I thought, ah, oh, should I watch that? People were saying, good. Is it just going to be this sort of screamy horror yeah, film? Yeah. Teen. I was put off it because it was teenagers. I was put off it because you know the sort of monster thing. You think, oh, it's going to be the same old crappy horror film, but it's got a, it's a lot slower. Yeah, it's got a lot slower film, uh, slower. Um, well, feel to it I mean there's a, there's a few horror films that I've thought have been interesting you know that I've gone oh no these deserve to sort of be held on to and watched again and again and sort of passed on you know um, The Babadook was really fun and interesting and felt contemporary even though yeah. it was doing you know lots of what we've seen before and another one not that recent but Drag Me to Hell I thought was yeah. phenomenal as well Sam Raimi film of both you don't know if the next bit will be funny or scary and that just puts you up on edge more you know it's just brilliant I thought it was, I thought it was better than the um, Babadook it was yeah no, the Babadook's not quite up there as you know a, a sort of perfect classic but um, yeah okay fantastic I mean thank you everyone who suggested it follows um, yeah, I'm going really, to really track it it's down really I will 
Um, um, so someone's written on, on, on our Facebook page. What do they want? It's a friend of the show, Mark Bell. Mark Bell. And Mark's written in. Mark often writes in, tells you what films you watch. Um, he came to see an Edinburgh show I did uh, in 2012. Right. And he brought a bag in and sat within the front row of the audience. And I proceeded to ask him through the show what was in his bag and make it he was a weirdo. Yeah. And there was a bag inside his bag he bought. <laughs> and that became a big joke for the whole show. Okay. And ever since then, we've had a dialogue on Facebook about what is in his bag. His bag. So what was mentioned. in the bag that was in the bag? I didn't ask. I didn't get oh, that far. Wow. No, that's really meta. Another bag. Well, uh, uh, so now, if you ever hear from Mark Bell, uh, we, we've got an ongoing catchphrase, what's in the bag? Bagman Bell. Okay. And he's re- he goes to see lots of films. He's a good supporter of the... Um, Podcast and of uh, Volksball as well. Your new sport. My new sport, which is the standards, cost me a thousand pounds. Let's not even talk about that. Okay. <laughs> he says, um, I watched Age of Adeline last night. It was good, but it had a weird voiceover in parts. For some reason, I kept on thinking of John Burnell or some crap Discovery Channel UFO doc. It's just how they've tried to put some bullshit science behind it to explain why she doesn't age and the voiceover makes it worse. Apart from that, it was an okay chick flick. Uh, P.S. Not my choice of film. If you do watch the film when talking about it, you need to do it like John Bunnell. I don't really know who John Bunnell is. He's a sheriff in something or other. But um, Age of Adeline, that's quite interesting because it's the voiceover thing we talked about before. Yeah, where, where it, it always feels like a crowbarring in that you you suddenly panic, don't trust your audience and think they won't get it. So you add the protagonist doing a voiceover over the top. It's the Blade Runnering of it. Um, I don't know if I talked about it, but I saw the original cut of Blade Runner recently. And it is atrocious. Oh, really? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Harrison Ford sounds like he doesn't want to be there in the the booth. The lines are regular enough to disturb, to annoy you, but not regular enough to pe- feel like part of the film. They just suddenly, just by by the time you've forgotten there was a voiceover in this, it comes in again and takes you out. Of the I love Blade Runner. I can't believe it. A lot of people say though that they find Blade Runner boring. Oh, it's oh! I love Blade Runner. I think it's great. I think it's really super. I think it's nice. I'm, I'm reading uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" at the moment oh, that it's based on, and it's thing. nothing like it. It's absolutely nothing like it. Um, Deckard does his work because he wants. He's basically a sort of suburban middle class man who him and his wife wants a a real sheep because all people with any social status have real animals and their real sheep died and they've be- they've had an electric sheep on the roof and none of the neighbours know. And so he's trying to save up enough money by killing replicants to buy a real sheep. And that's, that's his motivation. Wow. And he's a bit of a dickhead. He's a bit of a sort of sad, middle-class, middle-aged loser. Sounds a bit like me. Um... So you've seen a documentary, which I I've also seen. heard is good. I've seen a documentary called Next Goal Wins. Now, Tell um, me about it. A friend of mine who is a sports journalist recommended this to me. and Gary Lineker? That's right. Do you know him? He's got. A, he's sporting a beard these days, isn't he? Yes, he is. Well, he hides his Walker's Crisps in it. Oh. Um, yeah, little insider secret. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Gary Lineker. Um, Next Goal Wins. This is about the American Samoan national football team, as in soccer, not as in American football. And they, for years and years, have been bottom ranking in the uh, international rankings of, in, of 
national football oh. team. American Samoa. If you don't know much about American Samoa, it is a tiny country that is technically uh, run by the United States. Um, they uh, have military bases there and a huge number of Native American Samoans sign up uh, for military service and uh, fight for the USA. But it's not technically a state. Uh, they can't vote for who's president. So um, they're basically just sort of owned by America. But they culturally, they're incredibly sort of compassionate and uh, community-spirited. Very religious people as well. Sorry, I apologise. Um, I'm pouring coffee in the background. It's really unprofessional. Having a little wee. It does sound like I'm weeing, but I apologise for that. And I apologise. That's quite all right. But American Samoa, they're, they're very optimistic people. But... The beginning of this film is showing the match where famously they broke the record for the worst defeat in World Cup history. What's the population there they've got to choose from? It's from a there. good question, and I don't know off the top of my head. Let me just look that up. But the worst uh, defeat in World Cup history was in a qualifying match against Australia, and American Samoa lost 31 nil. That's one goal every three minutes. It's incredible. So it's isn't almost it? the time it takes to do a goal. If you've got a goalkeeper who's going to delete, you know, from kickoff. Well, the goalkeeper is a character in the in this documentary, and he's not the same. He must. Go, he's, he's not the same one. So, he let thirty-one goals. In, yeah, yeah, it's the same guy, and they they bring him back uh, out of retirement because he retired after that. He couldn't take it anymore, and because he's he got one arm. Or it's not his fault because uh, they were playing against internationally uh, standard international standard teams when they're basically like a village team. Really, yeah. yeah. Um, they have a population of fifty-five thousand. American Samoa. So it's not a lot at all. Um, so this guy, he's fascinating because he's like been playing pro Evo ever since uh, like Australia versus American Samoa, just trying to exorcise the demons. The goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. And you see him at home playing it and stuff. And uh, they bring him out of retirement because he's going to be, he's going to want victory more than anyone else. He just wants another game. Anyway, the thing that kicks off this documentary is. American Samoa is just their football team is so just like downhearted. Morale is rock bottom, and all of this. And they bring in this Dutch coach um, to turn the team around. And I won't tell you what happens because, as with all documentaries, they they make it seem like a sports movie as much as they possibly can. But they've still got reality to contend with, with yeah, what yeah. actually happens. Um, he's called Thomas. Uh, Rongen, Rongen, anyway, the uh, the Dutch guy who's a brilliant character, he's just so larger than life, and uh, he's you know he's, he wasn't a footballer, and then he never played for Holland though, and uh, so you know we don't know who he is, but and he just has such a great attitude of coming into this very close knit American Samoan community and trying to turn them into a football team that can compete internationally. Is it like um, Rocky then? Sort of, sort of, and this. Is it funny? It is. It's wonderfully charming and you know lovely. There's there is a um, uh, a transgender footballer on their team as well. Oh, I bet the documentary um, maker loved that look, when he found out. Well, but he is um, uh, or she uh, is the first um, transgender player to oh, play in the international things, match. Could you have? Uh, I've always been, I've always wondered. You know, there's been stories about if you've got. Small population. I don't think he's post-op. He, no, if you can, you get is is football World Cup qualifying some of that? Is it gender specific? So can I have 
Say you, I mean, if you've got. I brilliant... don't think you're allowed a woman in your team. I th- I don't think that's you not are. fair. Then, if you're allowed transgender, but you're well, he's not. Well, he's he's but... no post-op, so he is. Oh, okay. He is biologically a man, but he lives as a woman, and they call. It's complicated, but it's it's uh, it's just sort of nice that it's it's not even an issue for anyone in the team or anyone you know in American Samoa. It's something their culture or understands and has done for a long long time yeah um and that's sort of quite refreshing as well just like yeah this just this thing um it's it's a lovely document it's great it's great it's really exciting you really feel for them because they're they are bollocks at football (laughs) i mean they all love it and they they give up they're all amateurs you know they go to their day jobs and every evening they spend you know and he really wants to get them to win and get you driving and it's just it's passion and heart it is pure just documentary where, where do you, can you find is it on, is it on any um... I watched it on um, I talked about it last week but on it's one of the films I saw on the plane so okay, I don't know cool. where you could track it down now I'm sure it's available because that last year wasn't it I think I, was, I don't know was usually when things become available on streaming services they are on aeroplanes at the same time so uh, it was out in 2014 yeah in uh, cinemas but um, it I I I heartily recommend it. I'd give it. I think I'd give it seven or eight. David's. Uh, it's great fun. It's two really good fun. films. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, is that enough? Is that enough? For, yeah, uh, why not? If you want to help the podcast keep going, you can donate. Uh, uh, you know, on filmfandango.co.uk, and then all the money goes towards a bus going to the cinema. Yeah. That's it. And the sound equipment. Yeah, all of that. Batteries, you know, cups of coffee. And a potato. A potato for, for Buddy to keep him quiet. And the b- Buddy potato. <laughs> the Buddy potato. Um, and thank you very much to anyone who's donated. It's very uh, much appreciated. Yes, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, well, that's it for this week. Well, we need to, we're running out of emails. It'd be great if someone emailed in. Yes, please do email in if you'd like to recommend a film you've seen as obscure or... Regular blockbuster as you like. Just uh, do please email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, and we'll read your email out on the show. We'll be back next week. Keep Keep watching watching the the films. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.